Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast. Uh, how you doing, Beyond? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? I feel it's like you keep meeting like week. this. Man. Yeah, I know. It feels like Groundhog Day all of a sudden around here. Yeah. Um, you know, the things we talked about... Um, the things we talked about when it when it came down to uh what it took for us to win, we actually we did most of it. Um I, I gotta relook at I gotta look at the numbers for uh for Swift, but I thought we did it solid. I thought we did a a solid job on on the Eagles run game, but mm-hmm. at any rate, uh dude, six and six at the bye week, man. You know, we know touchdowns are down across the board, you know, for for quarterbacks, et cetera. If I told you 33 touchdowns for Josh, almost 70 percent completion at the bye after 12. What do you what do you think our record is? Eight, Uh, four, nine, three. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Nine and three. Nine and three. three. Yeah, Yeah, I, I would think probably nine and three and. You know, we're going to get into this game, and there's just so many things and so many reasons to, to, to discuss. I mean, where do we begin, Whittle? I mean, where, where um, do you want to start? Well, let's start Let's start with the keys to victory, right? So mm-hmm. the things that we talked about with the keys to victory, right? We wanted Josh not to turn the football over. We wanted him to have a clean game. He had one interception. Mm-hmm. I'm not tripping about it, man. It was a great play by the defense. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. 
We said the Bills had to score at least 31 points. Or th- they had to get over. I said, I said they needed to get over 27, preferably 30. Mm-hmm. They scored 34 points, right? Um, I said that they needed to keep uh Swift under 80 yards rushing. He had 80 yards total rushing for off of 14 carries. Um and we still lost. <laughs> and we still lost. Uh the Bills scored 34 points, right? Josh has a huge game. Uh and you held Jalen Hurts to 200 yards yeah. passing, which yeah. is modest, you know, for a guy of his ilk, right? I mean, yep. Yeah, um, so the Josh Allen is tied with the with the uh for the NFL leading in, in interceptions. Um he is extremely this year, this year. He has been extremely unlucky. Um, His turnover-worthy throws are considerably low for the amount of interceptions that he has. Uh, Basically, nearly every turnover-worthy throw is getting picked off. Um, And then even some of the plays that are not turnover-worthy are are becoming turnovers as well. Uh, The the throw to uh, Gabe Davis that went through his hands. That throw to Stefan Diggs was the, was just was an excellent read by the uh by by uh James Bradbury. I, dude, I mean we keep talking about this, we keep saying how it's gotta change, it's gotta turn around at some point. Luck will turn in the favor of the Buffalo Bills, and it just has it just hasn't. And um I still think this is one of the best rosters in football. Mm-hmm. I think that Josh Allen is still uh, a top three quarterback, whether you want to have him at two or three. Um, I think that Joe Brady is doing a great job with the offense. I think that given the injuries, Sean McDermott has done an excellent job with the defense. I think this is the best offensive line the Buffalo Bills have had since 2016 when they when they led the league in rushing, right? Mm-hmm. Um yet and still we're six and six. Uh with losses to the Jaguars, loss to the Patriots, um the Bengals, the Broncos, uh the Jets, and now the Eagles. Um, at six and six, we sit currently at 10th in the AFC on the outside looking in. I think our chance to make it into the playoffs is like 21%. We got like a 6% chance at the division. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, whatever. Uh, it's not over. I still have faith. Uh, but the hourglass is, is is almost out, man. I mean, the sand is almost done. If they're going to make a move, they got to do it quick. They got to do it now, and it starts in Kansas City. What are, what are your thoughts so far on the season up to this point? Well, you know, a lot of people are going to, if the season is not a success, they're going to look at Sunday, point to Sunday. Just, But it, it, to me, Sunday was still a culmination 
of the losses we had earlier in the season, the New England game, the Denver game. Because let's be honest, Whittle, if if we don't let Mac Jones go down the field, right? If we have 11 men on the field for a missed field goal kick, we're sitting here at eight and four, and we're saying, you know, that was a tough loss. You know, great, you know, Eagles team defending NFC champions, nine to one. We're good. Brush that off. We're going to go to Kansas City in two weeks, right? But that game became so critical because of the mistakes we made over the last seven weeks that that led up to this. And and does that is that a reflection of coaching? Is that a reflection of injuries? Is it probably a little bit of everything, right? When when you really think about it, right? So, I mean, th- this particular loss that there's what's crazy about it is there's so many positives to take away from this game too, right? I mean, Josh Allen was. I mean, he was, he was, well, he was dealing. I mean, he was an artist out there on Sunday. I mean, even that throw to Cooks, the one he dropped in the in the first quarter, that was a those were one of the best passes of the year from from Josh. That was a beautiful, that was a beautiful yeah. drop. I mean, just laid that beautifully right in there, and you know, it's just a you know, we keep talking about the little things, Whittle. That you know, we 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 have one of the top five rosters in in football. I don't care what anybody tells me. We we know it. The analytics show it, right? The numbers show it. We have one of the top quarterbacks in the league. We have playmakers. We we have what we need to make a big run. But six and six, I I just I, I sit back and like, how is this even possible, right? But is there light at the end of the tunnel? Who knows? We we've seen it done recently. The 2021 Buccaneers were six and six. They got throttled by the Chiefs. They played us the week after in that infamous game where we lost to them in overtime. And the Buccaneers took that game and went on to go to go to Super Bowl and win it. I believe the Giants in one of their Super Bowl years, Will, were six and six as well, if I remember correctly. They had some, you know, terrible losses in the middle of the season. They were talking about firing Coughlin. Right. You you remember that living in New York, right? So, you know, maybe those are things we could you know still draw on, but those are things that right now are just so far fetched. We just have to focus on Kansas City next week. Or two weeks, excuse me. I keep forgetting. Um, yeah, two weeks. <laughs> Goodbye week. Um, so the Eagles game. Uh, you're you're so right about some of the games that we dropped earlier in the year, and um, you know that that makes the loss that we that we just took on Sunday a lot tougher than it actually needed to be. Um, so if I gotta go and look at um. This Eagles game, I gotta say, uh, you know, I say to myself, like, man, you know, we played well enough to win that game. We should have won that game. Uh, the game was there for us to take, and uh, you know, there were a few things that we, there were some ways that we should have, we should have and could have executed better. Uh, we left thirteen points on the on the floor, on the field in the first half. Uh, the touchdown to Cook that he dropped, that that's a touchdown. I, I mean, the like you like you just explained, Josh placed it in a, in a spot where only he could get it. Uh, if he makes that catch, he he walks in and scores. You know, um, there was a blocked field goal for whatever reason. Tyler Bass the, the kicks a line drive instead of getting some lift on it. It's a shorter field goal. I think it was under 40 yards. Like, dude, just put some lift in it and and get the ball through the uprights. Um, and then it was the one that he just flat out missed. So 
you know, that that's their that's 13 points that we left off the board. We walked into halftime with a 17 to 7 lead. You add 13 to that, that's 30 to 7. It's a blowout. It's over at that point. If if we capitalize on the opportunities presented to us, despite everything else that happens in that game, we walk into halftime with a 30 to 30 to 7 lead. That game's over with. I, I, it's over. It's over already. Um, but we don't. Uh, the officiating. I, I don't want to blame the officials or blame calls, but Jesus, man, that was really, really bad. It was bad to the point that, like my buddy, like my 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 boy Jade, Jada was in uh, for the for the pot last week. Mm-hmm. Even he was like, bro, like, yeah, mm-hmm. those calls were pretty horrible. Even some of the most diehard Eagle fans out there that, you know, we talk to on a regular basis, Coach T, Mill, shout out to y'all. Um, even Free, like Free, shout out to you, T. Smith, you know, the the the, the Eagles fans that we know on, on, on Twitter. Um, e- even some of y'all came back and was like, yeah, man, the refs kind of hold y'all in that game, and, and it was and it was terrible. You know, it was really really bad. Um, the horse collar that the horse collar that turns into intentional grounding, that's like a thirty yard swing knocks us out of. Uh, I think it knocked us out of. Um, did, did we get a field goal out of that? I don't think we got a field goal out of that. No, because that that was the one that Bass was it missed or blocked. I think that one was. Blocked. Oh yeah, was yeah. So. Yeah, man. I mean, stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Some blatant holding, some blatant uh, pass interference calls, mm-hmm. an egregious holding in McGovern. Um, you know, just a few things like that, man. It just kind of it 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 didn't set us up for success. I mean, you're right. I'm not going to sit here and completely say that's the reason we lost, right? Because we we know that's not the truth, right? We had opportunity. Well, somewhat. I I would say somewhat. Another, I thought another key in this game, Will, was second half. You you could tell the Eagles were flat a little bit early, right? No, you know, Lane Johnson's out. You know, they, they were struggling a little bit without him. Remember we talked about how the Eagles might be flat for this game, you know, big win after the Chiefs, et cetera. We yep. come out in the third quarter, three and out, we get the ball back, right? I thought that was the moment we needed to pounce on them as well. Despite all the things in the first half with the calls, right? We had the ball, we're driving down, and we get to their 30. We stall on three straight passes, and then Bass misses the 48-yarder. And I think when you give a team like the Eagles that, it's like, wait a minute, we're sitting here down by 10? The way the, way the Bills have been playing? We still got a shot, right? You know, the Eagles have been doing this all year, and I think that gave them that little bit of an in, and then they came right down the field and scored, and then right from there, then they they believed that they're back in this game. We could have knocked them out right then and there, and you're right. The calls did not help us in the first half. We could have knocked them out earlier if we got some better love from the refs. I mean, how does Josh Allen throw 51 times and there's only one penalty, and it was him almost embellishing a late hit? Right, well, that was the only call that we got when Josh Allen threw the ball the whole game. Fifty-one attempts. I mean, that 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 absolutely amazes me.
Not sure if we Are you there? Are we back? Are uh, we back? Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah. We're All back. right. Back. We're back. No, no worries. Good. I wasn't sure if it was you or me, so I want to make sure. Are, are, are we back? Okay. All right, yep. we're back. Yeah, so yeah. it's... All right, you know, so just... we got dropped off. No, go ahead. So basically, ahead, we no, no, just to sum that up again real quick, it was just, you know, the refs obviously didn't help us, and the one point I was bringing up was the 51 attempts by Josh Allen, and the only penalty we got was Josh Allen embellishing a late hit call. Let's be honest, he did flop a little bit. We have to be honest about it, right? Oh, yeah. Which I, I, I'm never crazy about that. I don't like it in basketball. I don't like it in hockey. I never liked it in soccer. But we know it's there. We know guys are doing it. But the thing about 51 attempts, we didn't get one holding call against the Eagles. We didn't get one pass interference against the Eagles. We didn't get, you know, illegal contact to the Eagles. 51 attempts, I got to think there's a couple in there somewhere, right, where you, you call something against them. So that that was... Th that was alarming to me. And it, it's, and it, this goes beyond just this game. Whittle. There's a refereeing problem throughout the league right now. And that has to, it has to be addressed this off season for sure. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, know I, I don't know, man. Listen, we covered the spread. So, right. Hey, there we you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I, I, it, it it's so it's so I, I I mean I'm not a conspiracy theory person, but when people say things like this is rigged, it's rigged, the script is out. When you see what like, that game was, kind of like, all right, come on now, like mm -hmm. this is like some this is WWE type. <laughs> you paid the refs type stuff. Like I I don't know, man. But anyway. It's frustrating. Um, it's very frustrating, absolutely. Especially 100%. when when you could see Josh is dialed in, you could see the offense is clicking the way it is, and you know just to have a couple of those egregious calls against us, really, it, it yeah, the, the the blood was boiling, as we I'm sure all of us were. Yeah, for sure. Um, I gotta go, and now we got we got to talk about Sean McDermott. Um, but before I took, before I get to, we're gonna talk about the coaching before we get to Sean McDermott. Flowers uh, yet again for Joe Brady. I'm a believer. This man has his offense cooking. It's cooking with gas. It's cooking with Crisco. They are, I mean, it, it just, the the offense has a purpose. They are calling, he's calling plays that build off of each other. So what he does in the first quarter, he will use again in the third and fourth quarter with different variations and wrinkles to give the defense a similar look but a different out out but a different outcome and it leads to success. He's he's done a very good job two weeks against two good defenses. He's looked great. The offense hasn't tailed off in the second half. They've still been able to execute and he has not had an opportunity to really put his his hand he put his footprint on this, this uh in this offense yet i expect him to do that over the bye uh so kudos to joe brady um would you like to what what are your thoughts on joe brady so far i mean we got to give him an a so far right Whittle? i mean 32 points against one of the top defenses in the league the jets that have given us a lot of problems 
over the last couple of years off and on, right? And then again, like yeah. you said, in Philadelphia, one of the best teams in the league, right? If not the, I mean, they're 10 and one, so you got you to gotta just say it, right? I, I think he's on, and considering the conditions weren't that great either. He, when I saw the rain, I was like, oh, you know, it's going to, it's going to hurt our passing offense. It's going to hurt Josh, but it really did not. So, and I agree with you, the wrinkles you could see, and I like his just enough commitment to the run, right? Just a little bit more than what Dorsey would do. And again, it's not, it's not always about the big sexy play, right? It's, sometimes it's just about getting four yards. Like we've talked about this a lot, right? And like you said, it leads, and he said, he's setting things up just, and I don't know, did you see the pass chart for Josh this game where the dots are? I mean, it was all over the field. Right. So you could tell the play design is definitely getting better just based based on that alone. So that was incredibly encouraging. Right. Um so let, let me say this. Uh the offense looked awesome. Even the plays that didn't work out were still like Oh wow! Like you, you know that was that was a really good play call. There was a play to Kincaid where the throw got away from um, Josh. He let Kincaid a little too far, and uh, you know defenseless receiver penalty not called. Uh, Don Kincaid got his head yeah. taken off. That was that was rough. That was rough. Yeah, Don Kincaid got his head taken off, and um, yeah, so. Uh, that play, but that was a that was a great play call. Dalton King was wide open, um, and you know I, I gotta I gotta now where I where I give credit to Sean. Do I give credit to Joe Brady? I gotta go to the other side of the football and look at what Sean McDermott did on the defensive side. I thought uh, early on the defense was juiced up. The pass rush was there. It was getting home. We were really doing a great job against the run, kept it bottled up. We did a good job on Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts had like 33 yards or something in the first half. Like, I mean, we we did everything you needed to do in order to win um, in the first half. There were plays, however, that uh, sort of there, there were some alarming plays. There were a couple plays where Rasul Douglas looked like he was lost. He looked like he had no idea where he was or what was going on. There were multiple plays where um, guys up front just kind of got blown off the line. Uh, there were plays where uh, the safeties kind of lost track of their guy, and, you know, it ended up costing us. Uh, those are mishaps, uh, not just the safeties, but Dodson as well. You know, he got burnt a couple of times. Um, that was bad, man. <laughs> It was pretty bad, uh, the second half at least. They made an adjustment, and and Sean McDermott uh, did not continue to he, he did not continue to be aggressive. I really felt like I wanted to see man to man on the receivers with like a shell coverage from the safeties and the linebackers over the middle of the field, which would then force him to use the outside of the field or to use the, you know, throw to the sidelines and work those things, which against man coverage, those are dangerous, dangerous throws. Um, there was no adjustment to that. I, I didn't understand why, but I'm not a head coach. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it just, 
and you know, you, you, when you when you go and look back at this game, if we end up missing the playoffs, you're gonna look back at this game. You're gonna look back at the Denver game, and you're gonna look directly at the coach and say, "Dude, you screwed up here. You screwed up." Twelve men on the field when we got the missed kick against Denver. That you screwed up. Uh, Josh Allen has 340 yards with 20 seconds left to go in the game and a timeout at the 25 yard at, at Buffalo's 25. And we need to get 45 yards down the field. Sean McDermott decides to kneel and play for overtime on the road against the best team in football from a record standpoint makes no sense. No sense at all. They asked him about it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to just quickly interject that I would like to see near Whittle, even like a, and again, I'm not a good play designer. You, you know, that's your forte. Even like a 10, 15 yard play. Let's say you drop back Josh three, four steps, right? You say, you know what? Go to, go to the sideline, right? Make a throw where only that receiver can make the play, right? If it's there, if it's not there, tell Josh, say, Hey, look at it quickly. If you see nothing, get outside, you know, and just toss it away. No, no, you know, no intentional grounding or anything. But even if you do get intentional grounding, it's okay because then we can just kneel the ball after that. Okay. Didn't work. Even just one effort would have been sufficient, right? Well, just, we still had a timeout, right? If you get to like the 35, 40, now I got a timeout. Now I could have Josh go down the middle of the field for 20, 30 yards and, at least get Bass a shot with like two seconds left, right? At least something to get, you know, give it, give it a shot. And that, that bothered me the most. Just, just the, the total kneel. I, I was shocked. I texted my buddy. I said, honestly, if we lose this game, I may want McDermott fired. Like I, I was getting to that point. Yeah. Um. So he, 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 he screwed away one of the timeouts uh, right before um, they ended up making the 60 yard field goal. Icing the kicker, like it, it makes no sense. They don't have timeouts. They they have to get out there and make a field goal. It's raining. The conditions are wet, and you give this guy an extra sixty seconds to get comfortable with the ground, to to you know to put you know move the grass around or set his footing just the way he wants it. Go through a couple of practice runs and. Then you, you you like he just helped the he helped the guys he helped the Eagles out he helped mm-hmm. the Eagles out on that and that, that that just that that pissed me off man I'm not gonna lie to you that that really pissed me off um and then you follow up like we really could have used that second timeout because let me all right so remember the play where Shakir scored the touchdown against the Jets. Mm-hmm. You could have ran something like that, where you where you're you're attacking the middle of the field, you're putting the safety in the corner in conflict, and they have to make a decision on who they're gonna cover. They're gonna cover the deep guy, so you throw to throw to the underneath guy. It's still a 20, 25 yard gain. You get down, you get a timeout in. If you have two timeouts, you can run that play. And now you're talking about now you're talking about you know, having a ball at the 45-yard line, you need another first down, and maybe you lost eight seconds on the clock, but you have a timeout. So now you can spread them out, and they can't drop 
they can't drop more than seven in coverage. They can't do it because you got to keep a spy on Josh. So you spread them out. Maybe you keep Cook back there as a guy that leaks out after, you know, just to draw draw a defender away. And then Josh can take off, slide, get down. He's at the 40. He's at the 38-yard line. Slide, get down, timeout. You got two seconds to kick a field goal now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Give and the Eagles had no timeouts either. The Eagles had None. no timeouts. So that's the None. other thing. If they had timeouts, I could see it maybe. I could understand Sean's trepidation there, but they, they didn't have any timeouts. Yeah, you got a top three quarterback, man. And he's got a resume of getting of of coming through in times like that. You gotta you gotta you gotta give him a chance. You gotta give him a chance. Um so I believe that the uh I believe that the the consensus from coast to coast is Sean McDermott needs to go. Is that is that fair? I'm am, am I'm pretty much uh, listen, I'm pretty much there. And you know, I, I want to say this really quick. Sean McDermott hasn't been all that I mean, he's done a lot of good things for us, right? And but but we've seen with other organizations, sometimes some really good coaches just that's it, right? So, you know, maybe Sean McDermott has another stop in him, maybe he's more successful. We've seen it with coaches like Tony Dungy in Tampa Bay, which you know that 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 wasn't totally his fault, but you get what I'm saying. You make the change. Sometimes you just need to make the change for the right. change. Something's not working. We've seen it with you know, Andy Reid left remember Andy Reid in Philadelphia. A lot of people forget he made some really head scratching decisions in a lot of games for a lot of years yeah. in Philadelphia. I listened to 610 IP in Philadelphia. I heard all the calls. Believe me, that it was unbelievable the stuff that he was doing. Not saying McDermott's going to be Reed necessarily. I'm just saying that, you know, Reed needed to leave Philadelphia. And and I think we're kind of there with McDermott. He's done a very good job. His record has been excellent, right? He's restored the credibility in our franchise. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been a big he's been a, a fairly significant part of that five playoff appearances in six years right, but you can't ignore the eight and fifteen in one score games. We can't escort we can't excuse these late decisions that we see right, and we we also had a we had a question from Pat in the chat about his opinion about the defense not being able to get off the field late to secure the win. That kind of ties into what we're talking about with McDermott right here. Um. In, in terms of this is one of the big negatives of the McDermott era, right? I mean, think about all the games that we've lost, the excruciating losses we've had. That's the common thread. So what do you, do you think it's a scheme thing? What do you think it's the personnel we have? Do you think it's a little bit of both? Is it, what, what, what do you think of that? Um, me personally, I lay this at the feet of the coach. Uh, I think if the coach can get, the defense to produce throughout the seat throughout the game where they're getting stops, they're getting off the field, they're creating turnovers, they're doing all these different things. Um, th- there's no reason to stop it. There's no reason to stop playing defense that way in this in the late in in the late game situations. Um, when we were aggressive against Kansas City last year defensively, we gave them a combo coverage and. You know, Von Miller flushed uh, Pat Mahomes out of the pocket. He reads man-to-man on his left. He, uh, you know, lets the receiver travel across the uh, linebackers. He throws the ball because he thinks it's man-to-man coverage. It's actually zoned on the other side, interception. 
but that does not happen if you don't take a chance. I am always going to err on the side of being aggressive defensively when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen because I would if you're going to beat me, I want you to beat me in two plays, two or three plays, not eight or nine. I don't want you to have the ball for eight or nine plays. Give me the opportunity to get my quarterback on the field to go back and get the lead. If I lose it because I'm aggressive. Now, if I'm turning up the heat, if I'm uh, you know, throwing different coverage looks at you, yes, I run the risk of you getting a big play. I do. But I also turn up the, the probability of you screwing up and giving me the football. And that ends the game. Speaking of ending the game on a turnover, uh, A.J. Brown catches the pass over the middle. Dodson grabs him. He takes A.J. Brown takes two steps, turns to go upfield. Dodson punches the ball out as A.J. Brown turns upfield. It's ruled the incomplete pass. That exact same thing happened in the Sunday night game to Keenan Allen, and the Ravens were awarded with a fumble. At the point of that, the point that that happened, that game is now over. Mm-hmm. That game is over because that's a fumble. It's our ball. They don't have timeouts. It's over. It's done. We win, right? But we, uh, you know, anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, um, I mean, McDermott is, uh, I, I guess let, let, let's pivot to that a little bit. Where do you think this organization is if now we did see a tweet from Benjamin Albright, you know, and he's, he's a, he's pretty reputable said that, you know, the seat is getting warm, you know, for McDermott. I mean, what do you, I mean, let's say, let's just do a high hypothetical. We finished nine and eight. We missed the playoffs. Do you think we pull the trigger on McDermott or do you think he's bought himself another year considering his success over the last five, six years? I think all the success over the last uh, seven years he's been here, plus the fact that we had major, major injuries. If I'm Terry Pagula, this is how I'm looking at it. I'm saying clearly we have the right OC now because the offense looks amazing. Defensively, prior to – prior to – Trey White and Matt Milano and Daquan Jones getting hurt. That defense was was top three, top five in football. Mm-hmm. So if I got a top five defense, a top three offense, top three quarterback, I'm going to win. We're going to win. So that's if I'm Terry Pagula, that's how I'm looking at it. If I'm also Terry Pagula, I'm looking at this Jordan Phillips situation toward the end of the game at Philly, the, the interaction with the fans. Um, I've seen multiple videos from the uh, from the fans' point of view, from what, you know, the media is saying and from what Jordan Phillips and those guys are saying. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't agree. Like, I do think, it, I do think the fans say some things that they shouldn't say. However... Jordan Phillips was going after those fans all night. He was making it his business 
to try to get them kicked out. He's making it his business to interact with them. And you have to treat the fans the way we treat Twitter trolls. You just mm-hmm. don't give them, you don't let them have access. You ignore them. You mm-hmm. let them say what they need to say. And you let them and, and you ignore it. Yep. Once you ignore it, they go away. So th- that's yep. how you have to do it. Uh, and you know, he, you know, what? we've been at games. We know the, what these mm-hmm. fans say. And some of the stuff yeah. is the most vile stuff you'll hear on the planet, right? Yeah. It can range from everything, and we don't we don't need to discuss what those things are, right? Uh, and I and I and that part of me feels for the player, right? You know, especially if it gets personal, like he alleged, right? We don't know who's telling the truth here, right? But if somebody said that about maybe my family, or you know, we've talked about this before, you know, it it's such an emotional game, and I, you know, from that point of view, I can I can sympathize with Jordan a little bit, but you still have to find a way to just say tune it out right you just you got it's so hard but you got to find a way to do it and that's part of the profession I'm, i wish fans didn't do it you know but we all know that they do but it's still you know it's something we have to avoid so yeah uh so 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 that, that's a discipline part right so mm-hmm. that's an issue for me um and that and that's reflective of the coach uh then there are the penalties right and it's not just this past game I'm not even really counting this game. The officiating was so terrible, whatever. But there's been issues all season with penalties. Uh, Ed Oliver seems to get a face mask or a personal foul once a game, you know, roughing the passer, stuff like that, man. It's just constant. Jordan Phillips is a walking penalty. Don't get me wrong. I I, I think Jordan Phillips is a hell of a player. I I don't know Mm -hmm. if he's... I don't know how much I don't know how much of 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 Jordan Phillips is in the plan for the Buffalo Bills in the future, but uh, definitely right now he's uh, somebody that I like having on the mm-hmm. team right now. Yeah. Um. I, I I don't I don't know if he survives if we don't make the playoffs though because Josh is twenty seven, Diggs is thirty. Mm-hmm. These guys are not getting younger. And um, while I do believe he will get another chance, I don't know if he deserves it. I don't know if he yeah. deserves it. Some of these losses, some of these losses are inexplicable, man. <laughs> the 39 other teams have had 500 yards, won the turnover margin, and what was what else? And one they won the ten plus one. ten plus third down conversions in a game. Ten plus right? third down conversions. Yep. And there were thirty nine other teams that had that uh, prior to the Bills, and the they were all went. They all won. We're the we're the first ones to lose. I've never. <laughs> it's almost comical. Like you laugh so you don't <laughs> cry, right? Yeah. I mean, we even um, had some like that in twenty twenty one. Whittle, we were. There were 11 teams in NFL history that won 11 games by more than, I believe, 12 points or more. All 11 teams won the Super Bowl except the 2021 Buffalo Buffalo Bills. Bills. Think about 2020, Hail Murray. The games of the year, Hail Murray 2020, we lost. 2021, 13 seconds, we lost. 2022, Minnesota, we lost. Sunday, Eagles, we lost. Common denominators in all those four games, you could point at Sean McDermott and look at a few things in each game and say, 
head scratchy moments that could have maybe not so much to Hail Murray. That one we could I, I don't remember all the details on that game, everything, but if you look at all those games, Whittle, you could kind of look at our coach and say, if we just would have had a little more, you know, let's say you know, if he took a timeout the right time or didn't take a timeout, if we were a little more disciplined at times, if we had a better setup on defense at the time, and that falls on our defensive minded coach is supposed to be a wizard at this. And that's our problem right now. If the offense was blowing this and the defense is playing great, maybe I'd feel a little bit differently. And then we right. got to get an offensive guy in here, but this, this lays at the feet of, we, you know, Leslie Frazier's gone. We got rid of Ken Dorsey. All the, you know, all his excuses are running out. He's standing there alone at this point. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you, you gotta, it, it's execution, right? It's execution in key moments. Um, I went back and I looked at the, I went back and I watched the uh, game again. I watched mm-hmm. the all 22 and you know, he never adjusted for that, that, that deep in route that, well, I mean, I wouldn't even call it a deep in route, just the intermediate in route to, uh, to Smith. Smith was sitting in the slot and he never adjusted. And that, and that's why I said, you know what? They're killing us with this. If I'm the coach, I'm switching to a man. I'm switching to man. Mm-hmm. I'm switching man to man. I'm saying, listen, Karen, every time Smith rotates to the slot, you move with him. You follow him wherever he goes, right? And then we'll work the defense around that. Um, but he didn't. And I thought this was actually a good opportunity for us to play some man to man and, uh, you know, some combo coverages that I think would have fooled. Uh, Jalen a little bit better, especially in the second half. But some of the ways that they scored, I mean, it was some of the just like Micah Hyde loses track of a guy, their fourth or fifth receiver. This guy gets behind them. Micah's, Micah seemed to have uh, submitting issues and couldn't jump. The guy jumps up, grabs the ball, comes down with it, touchdown. It's like mm, frustrating. Bro. <laughs> like, yeah, man, like we literally need needed one stop in that second half. Uh, one turn, one of those touchdown drives into nothing, man. And, and you know, and we're fine. But here we are, uh, still with an opportunity, still with some life. What do you expect? What are you looking for coming out of the bye week? I'm looking for a lot of things that we saw on Sunday. Right? Um, this team looked like they were prepared. This team. You know, the you know, especially on the offensive side, even the defense, right? In the first half, like, you know, the right. energy was there, the the focus, you know, was there. You you could tell, right? And one thing we'll give McDermott credit for, he is six and zero after a bye, so that's something to maybe hang our hat on uh, for Sunday. I mean, for two Sundays from now. So that's you know that's what I'm looking for, and a killer instinct, Whittle. I mean, again. These chances early in the game, if we have chances, especially against a team like Kansas City, you cannot leave them hanging around. Right. Right. Teams like the Eagles, teams like the Chiefs, they're battle tested. They Jalen Hurts is a winner. Say what you want. It's unconventional, but that guy wins football games, right? Guys like Mahomes win football games. You cannot al- give them that little in, especially at home, right? Where they excel to to get it done. So that's the biggest thing I'm looking for. It's gonna be interesting to see 
you know, we've talked, they've talked about the process, right? The culture, all these things about the Bills, which has been overall really, really good since being and McDermott came in together, right? Mm. Now we're six and six. There's a lot of disappointment, a lot of noise outside about the Bills and this may be done, this may be it. I'm really curious to see what this team has come out of the bye. Will they swirl out of control or will they get off the mat and play one of their best games of the year? I expect the latter. Whether they're going to win or not, that's a different story. But the problem is now we have to win in our probably maybe our toughest game of the year. That, you know, again, it's because of all the failures in the middle of the season, which we've come accustomed to under McDermott's rule. And this is why we endorse moving on from McDermott. We're in this situation in the first place. Right. That, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to reference this uh, tweet right here. What is the comment? From coach. Coach says defense has to close the game out. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Uh, I, I I like I like the idea of it. But the the best unit we have on this team right now is not special teams or defense. It's offense. The offense needs to close the game out, which means we need to have the ball last. Right. We got to figure out a way to make sure we have the ball last. Or if that's not the case, Sean McDermott has to figure out a way to stay aggressive. I don't know what it's going to take. You would think after these years, after the years of loss after loss after loss in these close situations, you would think at some point he would determine. I got to coach the fourth quarter like I coached the first, second, and third quarter. So if I'm bringing pressure, if I'm sitting combination coverage, if I'm if I'm zone blitzing, if I'm doing all of those things in 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 these first three quarters, continue to do the same thing. Continue to do those things that were successful. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to continue to waste Josh Allen's prime. I don't want to continue. I don't want to continue to waste Stefan Diggs' time. He came here to win a Super Bowl. We have a roster capable of doing so. Uh, and that, and I, I honestly believe if this team can get to the playoffs, you get Daquan Jones back, right? You get him back sometime between, you know, week 15 and week 18 and week 17 or whatever. You get Daquan Jones back. You get to the playoffs. You get through the wild card. You get through. You get to the divisional. If you get through the divisional, I think fifty-eight comes back. Hmm. Even you think you think they're playing that close to the vest a little bit? They're just kind of yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. I think you get fifty-eight back. If you get, I think if you get past the wild card, you may get fifty-eight back for the divisional. I don't think fifty-eight misses. I don't think Matt. Mal- there's no way Matt Milano misses the NFC Championship game for this team. No way. No way. Um, that would, I think that would energize, that would be the shot in the arm that this team would need to get through the AFC and to a Super Bowl and actually to win it. I do think that it can be done. I think this offense has proved, it's, it's putting up 33 points on two of the best defenses in the league. Hello? 33 points against two of the best defenses in the league. And if the defense can uh, get some timely stops later 
in the game and get us the ball back, I think we're going to win a ton of games. It starts in Kansas City. We're comfortable there. We've been there. It's our home away from home. Um, we've won games there. We've won big games there. We haven't won the bigger games there, but we've won big games there. And I think we get back. I think we get to Kansas City. We win that game. I think we beat Dallas and Buffalo. And if mm-hmm. we beat Dallas and Buffalo, I think we run the table. Mm-hmm. I think we run the table. You know, what? we cannot understate the importance of Kansas City. Because, right. and, and here's what I'm explaining to everyone here. We're currently three and five in AFC. Okay. Mm-hmm. If, let's say 10 and seven is our record. Okay. Which, you know, winning five in a row is really tough to do. We could do it. We know we could do it. Right. But the way this team has been the last seven weeks I got to see it before I, I got to see a win at Kansas city before I get to that point. Right. Right. But if we lose to Kansas city, that gives us six losses in the AFC. If you look at Houston, you look at Cleveland, you look at all these other teams are fighting for the wild card. If they're 10 and seven, they're probably going to be seven, five in the conference. I've done the math on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. The only loss we can afford. And this is even up for debate is Dallas. We cannot lose to Kansas city. We need the conference win. We got to get Kansas city. And I'm telling you, these guys know it. I'm sure they're going to be told this by, you know, whomever's paying attention to it. Like our odds go so far down. If we lose this game, it's going to be, it's almost going to take a miracle to make the play. Unless we get a lot of teams that lose, but a lot of those teams have easy schedules in front of us. So granted any given Sunday, but the importance of this Casey game folks cannot be understated. This is the season. And I will, I do expect the bills come out with a great effort in two weeks. I do not expect anything less, especially Considering Josh Allen, Diggs, some of the vets we have, I I don't think they're going to allow it. I, I even if the coach is not up to the task, I you know with certain things I you know maybe in spite of him we win. Maybe that's what we do, but I I don't expect anything less from this this club in, in about a week and a half. Yeah, my question is see my question to you is, um, do you believe that this team can run the table? Yes, um, but the hardest task is in front of us in a week and a half right no disrespect to dallas they've had an excellent year they you know they're kind of like miami a little bit too they haven't beaten one of the better teams they you know they don't have that signature win that you're kind of looking for but they've dominated teams they have a nasty defense we'll get into that matchup in three weeks in a couple weeks right but yeah we we got time for that but but you know what what i'm getting is we're not the commanders and we ain't the giants so i feel like if we win that kansas city game i'm just thinking about the locker room I'm thinking about how it is c- coming into work the next day. That team's going to be, I mean, it, it's going to be like that. a shot of adrenaline. Oh, it's, it would be huge, especially to beat our nemesis, the Chiefs. Because right. then, it, you know, then it, that's, they, I know that they look at that and they say, that's the toughest game we got left. So mm-hmm. you, if you get through, if you get through that Chiefs game, you know, you got Dallas at home. You love your chances at home. And you're juiced up because you say to yourself, we beat the Chiefs already. If we beat Dallas in Buffalo, all we got left is the Chargers, and they're falling apart. Yep. Um, the Patriots, I think we're going to annihilate the Patriots. And then we go to Miami. And, you know, with Miami, we don't – listen, their schedule's a little bit light. Let's say Miami has 12 wins by the time they play us. Right, and let's say we can't they we can't catch them. 
who's to say they're not locked into a seed? They say, we're going to sit Tua, we're going to sit some players, right? And, and we just roll through that game, right? So No, 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 no. I mean, we're that getting was... way ahead of ourselves here, but, you know, that is that is possible, but I'm just saying that's a possibility. I, I don't know who this Raul Jimenez is. <laughs> you have a bad challenge, sir. Yeah, I don't know who this guy is. Um, oh, is that RJ? Oh, RJ, ain't nobody ducking. Oh, yeah, he said, yeah, yo, it's RJ. Yeah, RJ, ain't nobody ducking you, man. Um, ah, thank you, thank you, Raul. Great, thanks for the 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 kind words. For yeah, you. I was looking at that. I was like, hell is Raul? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So, I, I believe this team. I believe this team is good enough to do it. I just think that they have to do it. Like it's at the point now, like we've lost in the billsiest ways possible for the last seven years. Excuse me. Check that. The last 30 years we have lost in the billsiest ways possible. Wide right. Uh, the the uh, Music City Miracle. Slipping and falling in the Tennessee game. Um what else? The the Houston game, right? The Houston game where we're up 16 and end up losing the game. Ah, come on, man. Oh, wow. Fourth quarter lost to Marcus. Man, he was talking so much trash. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, I just think now was the time. Like, if we can go into if we can go into KC and win, that gives this team a ton of juice. They go and they go. They got Dallas at home. We beat Dallas. Now, now you're talking, right? And you look at the schedule and you say to yourself, I think we can beat every team after these two, right? So you get through these two games. If you get through them two and no, you say to yourself, we can beat the Chargers. We can beat the Patriots and we can beat mm -hmm. the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. And the Dolphins in their season with Dallas at home, at the Ravens, they gotta go to the bank. So kicker, get your boys, man. Y'all better do something. Get those dirty birds together and do something for us. And then they end up, then they end off the season with with Buffalo in in Miami. There's a scenario where they go, where they go undefeated all the way up until they get to that Dallas game. If they lose to Dallas and they lose to the Ravens, and mm -hmm. we went out. They're one game in front of us. And Whittle, are we going to see Dolphins, Jets, are we going to see Aaron Rodgers on the field potentially for that game? No way. I Not a chance? I hope so. I, I don't think so. so. I Never thought so. I'd say this this year, but yes, this is where yeah. we're at, folks. This is where we're at. It, listen, the it's not it's not uh the division is not lost, right? It's slim, but the division is not lost. So I like our chances for that. But um, what I'm expecting to see out of the bye week, and this is why the bye week right now uh, gives me some some a glass half full uh, way of looking at this, right? So Joe Brady has taken over as the OC, and he's been able to come in and just kind of take Dorsey's playbook and – Use it better. Well, now, coming out of the bye week, he gets to throw things in there that nobody has seen yet. 
So Kansas City has no film on what Joe Brady's actual offense looks like. Mm-hmm. And neither does Dallas. So if we can catch these two teams by surprise with some Joe Brady cooked up, cooked up work, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, we bust down these bricks and come out with two dubs over the next two games. We running the table, man. You know what? Eleven I, sticks gets us in there. Just a little, uh, just a little comic relief. We were talking earlier about the conspiracy theory stuff about the calls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Gotta believe the NFL sitting there saying, "Hmm, do I want Garden Minshew in the playoffs?" Or do I want Joshua Patrick Allen in the playoffs? Maybe we get a benefit of some calls in two weeks. I, listen, I'm just throwing out a conspiracy thing just to be funny, but maybe, I, but more so, maybe the bounces go our way, Whittle. Maybe some of the things start going our direction um, in, in, in a lot of respects. Maybe starting Kansas City. Maybe if we just keep playing, again, keep playing our game, be playing to the level that we can. Maybe we get a bounce. Maybe we get a fumble. Maybe we get, you know, a, a good call our way. You know, it, it doesn't take much. This league is so close. We know this. So we just need McDermott to be solid. Remember we talked about the offensive line? Oh, we just got to make it solid. And that's another frustrating thing. We have a top offensive line this year. We're 6-6. Six and six. Our quarterback has 33 total touchdowns. We're 6-6. Six and six. He's you like top that? five. You ever see that? In, you ever he's see like that top meme? five in every passing category yep. in the NFL. You ever see that meme with Doc Rivers where he's just standing there with that stare? Right? Mm-hmm. You know, that that's how I felt. Like, really? Like all, all, all these things you're thinking about, like, what? Like, how are we six and six right now? But but listen, this bye week, maybe it's a good thing. Give the give the guys a couple days off, go with your families, recover. You know, maybe we get some guys back. I mean, is it possible we see Dawson Knox in two weeks? I have no idea. We haven't, you know, heard anything about that. So Maybe that's something to look forward to. I, I expect him back if he's ready to go, and maybe that'll be a little shot in the arm for this offense as well. So that, you know, so it's, it's I I fully expect this team to put their best effort forward in a week and a half. I, I would be floored if we laid an egg in this game. Me too, man. I think we, I think we, uh, I think we go into KC and win. I'm actually going to be out there for that game. So, oh, all right. Now we now we have to win this game. Now we must. Yeah. I'm going to that Charger game in three weeks. So we got it. This game's got to mean some little. I don't want to see Kyle Allen on the field for this game. Any crazy reason. <laughs> so, hundred percent. Um. So, I I think I think we I think we do win in Kansas City. I like our chances big time in, uh, against Dallas. But you know we got to see we got to see it get done. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing that I'm looking forward to seeing out of um, the bye week, a more confident James Cook. I think that James Cook um, misses on some plays where, uh, you know, I, I think that he's too much in his own head, dropping footballs and, and, and the fumble. And, you know, as soon as you mess up, you're going to the bench, right? You're going to get benched. So I think he's trying too hard to not make a mistake, and he's making mistakes. So uh, I, I look forward to seeing a more confident James Cook. And my last thing that I am looking for coming out of the bye week is Andy Isabella as part of this offense, okay? 
Andy Isabella is part of this offense. Number 87, if you're listening, we can't wait to see you on the field with the offense. His speed is something that we've been missing since, uh, well, I mean, McKenzie left and, oh, my gosh, bro. I didn't realize how much we needed that deep threat, that that speed guy, uh, until he was gone. And get get me get me uh, get me Andy Isabella out here to stretch the defense out. Let him get behind the safeties, and let's see what Josh Allen's arm can do. Right? I like I like that. I, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing how he gets Andy Isabella involved because I do think that there's a, a I do think there's there are some snaps where he can help us out. Uh, same thing with Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson should get an increased role as well. Um, what about you, Beyond? You looking for anything else? No, I think um, I think you touched on a lot of what I was going to say. I mean, what can you say about Johnson? I mean, he's he's really starting to turn some heads for me. And then, where does Leonard Fournette fit into all this? Out of the buyer, are we going to see playoff Lenny? I mean. <laughs> Now that we've seen the emergence of Johnson, right, with, you know, I mean, we're not going to, you know, James Cook is doing fine and and Latavius Murray, where does he fit? Are we going to go four running backs? Well, I don't maybe think we that's, will. That's, that's five. That's five. That's true. Because Reggie Gilliam. That's true. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, as the weather it's gets possible. colder. It's possible, yeah. though, because Ty, Ty plays special teams. So, um True. Maybe you get maybe there's no Hardy. I mean, maybe that maybe Hardy and Sherfield in are, are uh inactive. Maybe. That's true, especially Hardy. Especially if you have Andy Isabella who could take his role, which which yep. we do know. So that that's a good call. So I could see that and yeah, as we move into games against the Cowboys and the Patriots at home, it's gonna get colder as we know. I mean, Buffalo's getting hammered with snow right now. So it's that time of year, as you know, living in the northeast. So Yes, sir. Yeah, we're we're gonna see some of those, you know, some games like that. So it'd be curious to see what we hear about Leonard Fournette going after the bye week. Be curious to see if we hear any Dawson Knox news coming out of the bye week. Uh, but you know, give give Josh a little rest here. You, you know, give everybody. I mean, are you concerned? One other thing I wanted to ask you about: Stefan Diggs being out of the game in the first half of times. Is that you think he's nursing some kind of injury? You think something's going on there with Diggs? I don't know. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to when it comes to Stefan Diggs, I, I get worried because I know how good this team is with him. I don't know how good it is without him, though. And we don't have another, you know, trying to replace Stefan Diggs is, is virtually impossible. So mm-hmm. um I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 hoping for the best. I think Steph's a gamer. I think Steph's a dog. Uh and uh yeah, man, like we get to the we get if we get into the uh, into the playoffs, I, I think anything can happen. But you're right; we got to get these guys some rest because, you know, we need a, we need a, as health we need a Stefan Diggs and a, and a and a Josh Allen as healthy as possible for the stretch and for the playoffs. So, you know, that's where I'm at. Absolutely. All right, man. It's about that time. I think it we're is. gonna end out. Right around an hour. This is amazing. We, yeah, we, we usually don't. Yeah. It's a bye week. It's a bye week. It's a we bye did good week. though. Yeah, bye week. You know, it's it's hard to yeah. fill. Uh, you know, because we don't have a game to preview or 
it's unusual, mm-hmm. but um, just really quick. I mean, some rooting interest. Obviously, we want the Commanders to beat the Dolphins if possible. Tall, tall yes. order. Uh, I'm looking at the Texans and the Broncos. They're both six and five. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking let's see the Texans win because the Broncos hold the tiebreaker over us. And the Browns play out here in L.A. against the Rams. So hopefully the Rams can you – know, they're a little rejuvenated. They're in the wild card race now. So hopefully you know, Stafford keeps playing well and they knock off the Browns. So if we get a couple you – know, I can't believe we're even scoreboard watching now, but this is where we are. Um, and I kind of, believe it or not, want the Chiefs to beat the Packers because I don't want Mahomes coming in off a loss. I can't remember the last time they lost two in a row. If Has Mahomes ever lost two in a row? I'm not even sure if he has. I mean, that's something I really got to think about. Maybe he has, but it's very, very rare. So I would say, uh, you know, let let's you know, if we get those things, that would be great. The Miami ones have reached, but that you know, let's go Commanders or the other name that we call them sometimes. <laughs> so left hand up. Who are we? The Surrenders. <laughs> Definitely. So. Hopefully we'll have a nice uh, result there, and and like I said, we'll, next week we can we'll get deep into the Kansas City game. So that that that's going to be an amazing show. So everybody in the group chat, great lively chat tonight. Love it. Thank you so much uh, for coming on in and making this so enjoyable. Make this hour go super fast. So Mahomes has never never lost three games in a row as the Chief. Uh, mm-hmm. He's lost two games in a row three times in his career. Weeks 15 and 16 of 2018, weeks 5 and 6 of 2019, and weeks 2 to 3 and 2 and 3 of 2021. So very impressive, very impressive by uh Goat Mahomes. That's what one of my uh my buddies calls him from mm-hmm. the group chat. He says he calls him Goat Mahomes. <laughs> so um, well, the baby's pissed. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Baby wants to yeah, make an opinion so, on the game. That's what it is. <laughs> right. I know. Right. Um, but yeah. So uh, listen, everybody that tuned in, thank you, thank you so much. I know I say this all the time. Uh, you know, big things are coming, new things are coming, but um, I do say it, and I, I, I actually do mean it. Um, we are entering a uh partnership with uh fan first sports network they're going to stream uh our content um on on a couple other platforms so uh yeah we appreciate you guys for supporting us thank you to uh thank you to my my connect that that put that deal together for me uh i appreciate her and you know more than she knows uh thank you so much tc you know, God love for you, girl. I appreciate you. Um, and yeah, this is just the beginning. Like we're 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 moving in the right direction. And um, you know, shout out to the undercovers. Uh whatever door opens for us, uh, I would love to, you know, to keep it open for you guys as well. So we'll talk offline and, and let's make it happen. Like we're a family. Uh mafia means family, man. This is that's right. Mm-hmm. Bill's Mafia, you know what I mean? So um, but yeah, the, another another episode in the books. Um, I don't even know which oh, this is episode 18. Episode so we're 18. almost at the 20 yeah. mark. Yeah, yeah, things are moving, man. Things are moving and shaking. 
So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, all of you for for tuning in. Um, if you watch us, if you watch us on YouTube, or I mean, if, not YouTube. If you're watching, well, yeah, YouTube. If you watch us on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, please go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, um, like, and subscribe the videos. Uh, if you go to the page and you don't see the videos on the video side, it's because there's a live tab where all of the live videos on there. So yeah, man. Um, yeah, we 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 moving. Uh, we're on a buy, so we'll be watching football this weekend. Uh, I guess is, is it is it stress free? Will it be stress free? A little bit, yeah, because we can't control. Yeah. You know, it's real because we all know deep down inside, everyone. Don't stress too much about the out of town scores because if we win out, our odds are almost one hundred percent. I mean, unless every scenario goes against us, right? Because remember that 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 percentage is going to drastically change if we get to eight and six, nine and six, ten and six. I mean, if we're at ten and six, we we may have a eighty, we may have a ninety-five percent chance at that point, right? So if don't we're worry ten and so six, yeah. If we're ten and six, and the uh, if we're at ten and six. And the Dolphins lose to the to the Cowboys and the um, to, to, if they lose to the Cowboys and the uh, Ravens, we have a hundred percent chance on the division because we're gonna go to Miami and 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 kick the fans. We're gonna kick the shit out of the fans, and that's just what it is, man. We are gonna beat. We are gonna beat Miami in Week 18, whether it's for the division or not. Yeah, um, I just think it's mentally this team will be in such a high at that point i think buffalo that's a team that nobody's gonna want to face if we make the playoffs 100 100 but um beyond once again thank you man i appreciate you uh jumping on this venture with me and you know we're on our way man um it's my honor whittle thank you the pleasure the the honor and the pleasure is mine brother (laughs) uh and that's another one in the books man so you know, like we always say, go Bills. Go Bills. Have a thank great you week. Guys. Have a great week. Thank you for thank you for showing us love on Coast to Coast, man. We out of here. Good night.